You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I am Gordon Damer in for Dave for the uh, next three hours. And oh, holy moly, do we got some stuff to discuss today. And what, what do you think? I mean, honestly, what do you think we are going to talk about on this fine morning? Of course, I should tell you, you can find me on Twitter at Gordon Damer. You can find me on Instagram at Gordon Damer. And you can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. And the number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is that telephone number. So, uh, look, what should we talk about today? I am back from a very lengthy, long, restful, enjoyable two-week vacation. And it's all out there for you, right? We got less than three weeks to go before the NFL season kicks off. Three more Sundays to get through before we have Jets football and Giants football. So uh, let's talk a little football. Am I right? Am I right? Let, can we talk? Let's do a three-hour football show. I would love to do three hours of NFL talk. I would love to talk some preseason football for the next three hours. You got the Zach Wilson injury. I mean, that's big news. That happened while I was away. He, of course, obviously uh, avoided the worst-case scenario, but let's be honest, he clearly missed the best-case scenario, too. Can we talk about the Jets? Can we please, please talk about the Jets? Or maybe the Giants. We could talk about the Giants. I would love to talk about the Giants. Let's focus on the New York football. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, am I right? How about that Brian Dable? I would love to talk three solid hours, just back-to-back, just belly-to-belly, as John Sterling would say, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, about the New York Giants, about the New York Giants, about football, about the NFL. I would would talk three hours about the Sean Watson suspension. That's pretty wild, huh? Pretty wild stuff. Has there been anything new on the uh, Donovan Mitchell situation since I've been away? Let's talk about that. I mean, after all, it's right around the corner. Two months till the next season opens up. Is there anything going on with those wild and wacky Brooklyn Nets? Can we talk about... (laughs) I have never wanted to talk about the Brooklyn Nets more in my life than for the next three hours. But I I don't think that we can do that. I, I think that that would be inappropriate. I don't think that that would be playing the hits, as they say, right? In radio, sports talk radio, you got to play the hits. You got to talk about what people want to talk about. And I guess as much as I don't want to, I think, you tell me if I'm wrong at 1-800-919-ESPN, I think people would like to probably, rationally, in a level-headed manner, discuss analyze some of the issues that the New York Yankees are having. Because, as I said, I was gone for two weeks on a nice, restful vacation. Oh, the fun in the sun, toes in the sand. Life is just better in flip-flops. I mean, there's, there's really no way you can really argue it. And this is my first show back. So uh, I guess I would start with a question. And my question to you, the audience, be what the hell have you done to the Yankees? What did you guys do? I left here two weeks ago, and they were fine. 
Ah, they weren't tearing the cover off the ball. They weren't, you know, winning games at an insane clip. They were just, you know, floating through the season, as you'll have at times. But I left, and everything was fine. And then I leave, and basically every day they lost. Every day they lose. Every day. So my first question would be, and this is on you people, because I wasn't here. I had no impact on it at all. What have you done to the New York Yankees? This is like the parents went away for a trip and the kids, you know, wrecked the house. This is not risky business where, you know, you ruined a glass egg and you ruined the car. This is you've lost the college fund and the house is on fire. So they always say when you point a finger of blame, three more point at you, I'm pointing the whole hand at all you people because I would like to know what in the hell you have done to the New York Yankees. I left. Now, they weren't on the same clip that they were. No one expected they were going to be on the same clip that they were when they you know, opened the year. But we get through the trade deadline. We get through the all-star break. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Yes, are there concerns all oh, about how October, about the Astros, about the playoffs, about the World Series? Of course, but that's all down the road. When I left, everything was stable. Everything was peachy keen. I come back, the lead is down to eight games in the American League East, and I got to be honest with you, people are, I keep seeing, oh, it's, it's down to eight, it's down to eight. I can't believe it's still eight. Eight is kind of high considering how they've lost. They have basically lost every day here for a two-week stretch. Every day they don't score any runs and they lose the game. They're trailing almost immediately, it feels like, every single game. They have gone, what, four and 16 in their last 20 games and they've only lost three games in the standings. That's actually kind of impressive that they've only lost three games. I, I would have thought it would have been much worse than that. So, look, I know what to expect when we go to the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN. Because, you know, look, I've done this long enough, and I, I've got a functioning brain. Sometimes it's not functioning very high, but it's a functioning brain. So when things are mildly bad for the Yankees, for the Yankee fan, a lot of times it's already on DEFCON 1. I mean, it's already, I mean, think about it. The Yankees were on a historic pace earlier this year where comparisons were being drawn to the greatest team we have all pretty much, unless you're super old, that we've all seen, the 98 Yankees. They were drawing comparisons to that type of season. And yet, when Yankee conversations came up, it wasn't general. Some, some people it was like, wow, this is amazing. This is incredible. I never expected this. This is so much fun. Some people thought it was boring because they were winning at such a clip. But even then, there was a, a, a sizable, I wouldn't say it's the majority, but it was a sizable portion of the fan base who would always find something to complain about. Something down the road in terms of, well, yeah, this is great in June and July, but what about October? Well, we can't play any games in October just yet because it's June and, and it's July. So even when things were going great, there were, oh, well, Aaron Hicks, Joey Gallo, the Joey Gallo conversation. 
So when things are legitimately awful like they are right now, I, I'm sure, forget about DEFCON, whatever DEFCON it is, the Yankee fan, I'm sure, has nuked the, the, the uh, DEFCON and now will be screaming from the ashes. I mean, a good portion of Yankee fans were screaming about the team when they were 40 games over 500, which is ridiculous. But not to, to, to not be like watching the games at this point where every single day, they are essentially losing almost right away, and the offense has done absolutely nothing. I'm sure now they will be screaming even more, right? If that were possible. If they had an extra gear, they will hit that extra gear. If they have an extra level, they will flip the little glass box over the button and then they'll be hitting the button so much that the button will be broken into a thousand pieces. Uh, because they have gone from the best team in the sport to an unwatchable mess. They are unwatchable. And luckily for a lot of you, they were on Apple TV, so it was actually unwatchable last night because you don't have Apple TV. Trust me, you didn't miss much. If you didn't catch the game last night, it was almost like the Yankees as an offense were protecting the fans that can't maybe afford or don't want to buy the Apple TV package because you didn't miss a thing last night from the offense. It was actually very courteous of the Yankee not to, you know, not to waste any of the big offensive performances when they're on Apple TV. Very courteous. Very first-class organization right there. So when we open up the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN, I'm sure we will get the typical Yankee fan. Right, Like you know, even if you are one of them, there are certain touchstones that will always be a major focus anytime anything is going bad, even re- slightly bad, even when they, you know, like earlier in the year, they might have lost two games in a row or they might have won five games in a row. The complaints are still, you know, it's Cashman, it's Boone, it's too many home runs. I don't know. I, I feel like I could use a few home runs right now. I'm sure the Jordan Montgomery trade will be, uh, will be brought up at some point as well. But one of the points that I've heard a lot over these two weeks, and maybe a little bit more than that, is this is who the Yankees really are. Like, the Yankees, the, the start that they had, that was a fluke. That wasn't real. They're not that good of a team. This is who they actually are. Have you heard this as well? Like, this is them now finally regressing to who they are. Well, if you think that, two things. A, stop watching. Because if you think this is who they are, they are the worst team in the sport. If that's who you think they are, then I would just simply say stop watching. Because secondly, if this is who you think they are, and this is what you think they're going to do from now on, if the offense is going to be this bad moving forward, It's unfixable. It's unrepairable. No team, I don't care who it is, could win games consistently if they are going to score runs at this clip. The offense has been the major problem. That's not even debatable. The last two weeks, the offense has been abysmal. Last night was the ninth time in 10 games they scored three runs or less. Now, maybe there's some teams, I don't even think there really are, that can win some games scoring three runs or less. The Yankees are not going to be one of those teams. The Yankees have to score runs. 
It's no coincidence when they have the best record in baseball, they have the best offense in baseball. They've already been shut out as many times basically in the last two weeks as they have been all season. So if you think this is who they are or this is, you know, this the, the beginning of the season was a complete fluke and this is how they're going to play the rest of the season, I would just simply say to you, stop watching. Don't do it to yourself. I still kind of have some faith that they're eventually going to turn things around because while they might not be as good as they were in the beginning of the season, no team is this bad. Like the worst team in baseball shouldn't be this bad. The offense for the worst team in the sport shouldn't be this bad. I mean, they've lost, what now, 13 of 16 or something like that? They're 9-20 and 20 since the All-Star break, which is not really hard to do when the last two weeks you haven't scored any runs, basically every single game. So the offense is the problem. But if this is who, if we're going to open up the phones and it's going to be, you know, Boone and Cashman and, oh, I knew this was going to happen. This is who they always are. They're going to fade down the stretch. Maybe they fade down the stretch. That might be true. Maybe they do cool off from where they were. Maybe that was anticipated. But to be at this level for the last, I'm sorry, there's no way the offense is this bad because this is the worst offense in the sport. And the last two weeks, they have been completely unwatchable. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. So coming up, let's get into who's to blame. Because, you know, again, as I said, there's a lot of familiar culprits that get blamed all the time. But I think in terms of the offense, there are actually two that I would say deserve more blame than others. Everybody's to, when it's this bad, everybody's to blame, right? You can point the finger at everybody. That's what I like to do. Can't point any fingers at me. I point all my fingers at other people. Got all 10 of them. Go. Sometimes it's the toes as well. With the Yankees right now, get the, shoe, the shoes and socks off, get the feet out of the flip-flops, and use the toes to find people to blame as well. Use those toes. It's fine. But I think that there are two culprits on the offense that are, are, are significantly more to blame, or are the reasons for the offensive doldrums, there are two people that um, definitely deserve more of the blame than others. So we'll get into that. Plus, this is the first time that I've been on in a couple of weeks, and the last time I was on and sat, I'm not sure if I was filling in for Dave, if it was my regular show, somebody else, I'm not sure. But there was, uh, there was some points brought up after the trade deadline I was not very happy with the the, uh, moves that the Yankees made at the trade deadline. And I was told I was being ridiculous. I was a moron. I was clueless. And I would just kind of, just for a minute or two, like to kind of maybe revisit some of that as well. Let's revisit, right? Because in the immediate, it's like the draft. You have the NFL draft, right? And everybody comes out with their grades right after the draft. That's not a good time to give grades. Nobody's played any football yet. It's much like the trade deadline. The trade deadline happens, and everybody's got their grades, A+, plus, A-. minus. So it's been a little while since the trade deadline, so I just like kind of maybe revisit just for a little bit. Not a deep dive, just a, a medium dive, just a little splash. So we'll do that too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It's Gordon in for Dave on the Dave Rothenberg Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. 
Oh, so good to be back. And the worst part of the Yankee um, slump here the last two weeks while I was on, on, vac- on vacation was not just the slump. That was bad enough. It was bad enough, you know, waking up every day, reading the papers about this thing that's wrong or that thing that's wrong. The worst part, at least for me, was that I was vacationing in a different state and they did not have internet gambling. So I couldn't even capitalize. Like if the Yankees lose a couple games, I'll throw a couple of bucks on a, on a, on a Yankee loss thinking that, well, if they lose the game, I'll make some money. And if they win the game, well, I'll be happy to lose a few bucks just to have them back on the, the winning side of things. But could, I couldn't even capitalize on that. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. All right, so I'm going to go to the phones here in a second, I promise. But I think that what when you, you watch the Yankees spiral, as they have done here the last couple of weeks, everybody is to blame to a certain degree. But there has to be a range. Like, it, it at this point, right, like when you've watched Aaron Hicks be as bad as Aaron Hicks has been, he's unplayable. So I get it. Like, if he's playing in games... It's fair to criticize, but, like, what's your expectation for Aaron Hicks at this point? Because I think for most people, it's nothing, right? Like, you don't have any expectation that he is going to come out of it at this point. He's just, I mean, I think it just seems like he's a, I hate to say it, but it seems like he's just washed. I mean, maybe something happens in the offseason. I don't know. But for this year, I don't have any level of confidence that Aaron Hicks is going to turn things around anytime soon. And I will say, like, when you look at the lineup that they've been putting out there, it's just not a very good lineup. Now, it shouldn't be scoring runs at this clip. I mean, you know, basically every single day they'll score one or two runs. They have professional players in the lineup. It shouldn't be that bad. But any offense that has Josh Donaldson hitting fourth at this point is not a very good offense, right? Like, if he's hitting eighth or seventh, yeah, okay, fine. But if he's hitting fourth or fifth, you got problems. I, uh, You know, Kiner Falefa. He kind of is what he is. To me, the two two main culprits, the guys who should be able to step up with the losses of Stanton and to a lesser degree Carpenter, uh, LeMayhew when he was out of the lineup, and have not, are Glaber Torres and Andrew Benatendi. For all the yelling about Hicks or Gallo, whoever else, you know, Hagashioka, whoever you want to yell and scream about, Glaber and Benatendi are supposed to be essential cogs of this offense especially Glaber, because since August, since we've hit August, Glaber Torres has not hit. He has been abysmal. Since August, he is at 188, 219, and 277. And as I said before, right, today is August 20th. I got that right. Yes, it is. So he has been absolutely brutal. And he's not like one of these guys. Like Isaiah kind of 11, anything you get from him offensively, it's kind of like a bonus. He's just there for a glove. And it, unfortunately, at this point, maybe not to the same degree, but Donaldson's kind of the same thing. You know, you got a good glove. Maybe every once in a while he'll run into one, but that's about it. Glaber Torres is not supposed – he's supposed to be a guy who's, who's helping carry the offense. And he's not carried anything. Since the All-Star break, also uh, pretty crappy. 191, 219, and a, a slugging of 300. 300. And remember, like, at the trade deadline, there were some talk about teams calling for about Glaber Torres. Well, maybe the Yankees should have taken more calls on Glaber Torres because he has not been part of the solution, and he's one of those guys that should be stepping up and, if anything, has completely fallen off the cliff, much to the same degree that he played like last year. 
And he's not playing shortstop. He's still at second base. But offensively, he has completely regressed. Completely regressed. And then the other guy is uh, Andrew Benatendi. Now, I was not someone who was pushing for Benatendi, but it felt like the entire Yankee fan base loved him. Oh, he's going to put the bat on the ball. He's not going to strike out so much. He's going to play the contact, solid batting average. And he has been horrible. I mean, he really has not made any impact at all. Uh, and it, it, it's, it really shouldn't be that much of a shock because if you look at his batting average of balls in play, it was telling you while he was having a good season, uh, he was having a very lucky season. And that was going to almost certainly regress at some point, and it has completely regressed um, since he has gotten here. So, again, Ben Attendi was not somebody brought in just to kind of be a stopgap. No, he was supposed to kind of help boost the offense. He was supposed to take the place of Joey Gallo and give you another bat in that lineup that was, you know, maybe not carry the team, but was certainly be going to be a significant part of the offense if he has not been that at all. And it, it's just interesting because the last time I was on at a weekend, we were having conversations about, you know, the trade deadline had come and gone. And we have a trade deadline where Juan Soto gets moved and Luis Castillo gets moved. And I, I was reading, oh, my gosh, the Yankees did such a great job at the trade deadline. Yeah, that has not worked out so far. <laughs> now, there's still some time to be, you know, to kind of fix it, and they better get it fixed. But I, 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 I think it's safe to say if we were going to regrade the uh, trade deadline acquisitions, it's safe to say the Yankees would not be getting more, any more A-pluses. Uh, that's for sure. Ben Attendee's been awful. Montas has been worse. Harrison Bader's not played. So that's like the holy trinity of bad right there. I don't think we're going to see any more A-pluses uh, after uh, the trade deadline came. And, oh, my gosh, the Yankees, they filled all these holes. It feels like the holes are still holes. It feels like the and, – and if anything, things have actually gotten worse. So um, – I think it's safe to say we won't be seeing any more. Wow, what an amazing job the Yankees did at the trade deadline, which I, I didn't think they did at the time, but it seemed like a lot of you did, and it's taken a very short period of time to see that that has not been the case. And, and, if, and the reason why you can say that is it's not, well, look, I, I expect that Montas will be better than he has been at some point, right? You'd like to think so. God, can't be much worse. <laughs> I, think I, can, I think I'm safe to say that. And Ben Attendee, I would like to think that at some point he's going to kind of snap out of it and I'd like to think at some point you're going to see actually Harrison Bader play though that's not doesn't seem like that's right around the corner either but when your goal is crystal clear like the Yankees goal is this year win the World Series or bust that's the time to go all in that's the time to say you know what if we have to overpay for difference makers then we have to overpay for difference makers between Montas, Benatendi, Harrison Bader, you know, a couple pieces in the bullpen, I don't think the Yankees got any real difference makers. And at this time, when you're slumping, you know, you got a couple of difference makers, somebody who could swing the tide for you. That, that's when those guys can step up and kind of carry the load. None of the guys the Yankees have gotten at the trade deadline, which were to fill holes, has been able to carry the load. That much has been clear. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Jay is in Edison. Jay, you're first up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Good morning. Good morning, Gordon. Uh, I like your TikTok. Okay? Oh, I appreciate that, my friend. Very good. 
Uh, I am a Yankees fan, and I'm hurting. Um, my solution is a lot of blame to go around, okay? Yep. And uh, I'm over here, and I'm not in the mix with the, uh, what do you call that, the, um, uh, with uh, the, what do you call the statistics? Analytics? Uh, analytics. Okay, there we yeah. go. We got it. We got the okay, analytics. so I got it out. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, You're good. It's still and, early. And I'm from, I'm from the Billy Martin days okay. where, you know, you take 10 to left, 10 to center in, in practice, 10 to right, or bunt to left, you bunt to center, and you bunt to right. Okay? And also... Fool around with the lineup. Put Judge Ninth. Put Judge Ninth. Okay, interesting. You're not doing anything. Let's see how it turns out. But what I'm saying, hear me out. Uh, What I'm saying is, you got to play with the lineup too. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, well, I'm just going by Billy Martin's way. Gotcha. Billy Martin's way wasn't bad. I mean, these these players are are good. Okay. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them down. Plus, where are the hitting coaches? Okay. Well, you know, like yep. the zone, Jay. I, I appreciate the phone call. Um, look, it, it, here's the thing. You, you gave me a lot to go with there. Took a long time to get to analytics, but I love you. I appreciate the phone call. I really do. Uh, you know, we kid because we love. Um, I, I don't know if uh, batting Aaron Judge Ninth is gonna help. I don't know that for a fact, right? Like. But I, I'm pretty sure, like, I've never flown a helicopter, but I know crashing it into a tree is probably not the way to go, right? Like, you want to up is good, down's bad. I don't think batting Aaron Judge Knight is, is, is going to help. Unfortunately for the Yankee lineup right now, they're, you're saying, you know, oh, you got to play with the lineup. You can play with the lineup, but if the lineup has six guys who are not very good offensive players, it doesn't really, like... It should be better. Even with the guys that they have, it should be better. And I'm sure it will be better. They're not going to be the worst. off. I feel confident they're not going to be the worst offensive team from this point on to the end of the season. Because if they are the worst offensive team, well, look, you got your October free. I mean, I mean, this would be the most epic collapse in the history of the sport if they don't make the playoffs. And if they're going to hit like this, if they're going to play like this from now until October, I think that there's a chance, even with the new playoff format. I mean, who knows? It's amazing they've only lost the three games that they've lost so far in the stand from 11 to, to, to 8 games. But at some point, somebody's going to get hot. At some point, you got to win some games. And I think that they will. But it's almost like, you ever see this, the, the TV show Chopped? where they give you like four ingredients. It's like four mystery ingredients. You got to whip up a meal. Right now, the, the, the Yankee ingredients, a lot, you know, the top, you know, LeMayhew's good and, and Rizzo's fine and Judge is good. Well, I'm not going to bat him eight, eight, eight ninth. But the rest of that lineup is not very. So it's like the TV show Chopped. If the ingredients were like Gooden Plenty's, uh, anchovies, you know, Rocky Mountain oysters and like kale. You know what I mean? Like the, you can't really do a whole lot with that. So you can shake up the lineup. You can try things, certainly try things. But 
I think it's mostly about the guys in that lineup playing better. So we can blame Aaron Boone if you want, because that's a, a, a very familiar target. And you can blame Brian Cashman. I'm sure you will. I, you don't need my permission to do that. I'm sure that you've done that already, and you will continue to do that. But at the end of the day, it would help if they could get Stanton back, which it looks like that's getting closer. But it's about the guys that are in that lineup performing, especially guys that you're counting on. You're not counting on everybody all the same, right? Like you don't expect the same things out of Kyle Higashioka that you expect out of Andrew Benatendi and Glaber Torres. And, it's, and those guys who are more uh, impactful, or at least should be, they've got to step up. And you've got to start scoring some runs. Because it's not, it's not hard to identify what the problem has been. If you don't score any runs like the Yankees haven't for the last two weeks, you're not going to win many games. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we take you up until noon. 10.30, of course, it's Saturday. So we will do Stump Rothenberg. 11 o'clock, since I'm filling in, we'll do my, as, as uh, the caller brought up, my fantastic segment of what I learned on TikTok. So I hope that the guys are ready. Both Harvey and Jacob are in today. So they are going to be put in the hot seat at 11 o'clock. We'll give them a little time, get the coffee, get rolling, feel good, because at 11 o'clock I'm bringing the hammer. I've been off for two weeks. I've been on that TikTok thing around the clock. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It's Gordon in for Dave. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go uh, back to the phones here. We'll go out to uh, Wes is in Tampa. Wes, you're next up on the day. I love you guys, man. Great show. Thanks, Wes. I agree. All right. I'll make it quick. You know, you have to remember that we're dealing with spoiled millionaires and agents. And it, it, it just behooves me, man, how these guys get hurt over the slightest tweak and that's it. They're out for a month. And Are you talking about Stanton? Yeah, you know, and, and as soon as he comes back, Judge will get hurt. Or LeMahieu, or another wow. guy like that. I know that that's a popular, you know, they're spoiled million. I don't think that that has any impact on, you know, they were, they, they were all getting paid the same rate <laughs> in the beginning of the season when everything was great. Um, so I don't right. know that necessarily that that is, uh, you know. I don't think okay, that's a, a, a next factor. a next factor. Okay. These pitchers, they go six innings. That's right. it. You know, I mean, back in the day, we had guys going eight, nine innings. Seaver, yeah. Gibson, Marichal. I mean, those are the greatest pitchers got, of all time, Wes. I mean, you know. Yeah, I th- but I now think we've so got, got okay. Look at David Cohn. Right. You know, six innings. Uh, you know, and and he's done a good job. You know, so now we're going to rely on the bullpen. Let's face it, we have no bullpen. Chapman, yes, he's come back. That's great. But it, it, it is ridiculous. We've got to change. And, and that guy, even though it took him a long time to get it out, you know, about um, – now I can't think of the word. Analytics. <laughs> Analytics. Uh, I, I agree with Billy Ball. Bunt to the left, bunt to the right. And other teams Wes, do it too. Wes, you I got a guy the phone on call. Thursday. I really do. Thank you for the phone call. That is not. I mean, now, now we're. I mean, you talk about the Yankees spiraling. I think the Yankee fans are spiraling. If your, if your tr- remedy 
for, and I think he used behooves wrong. I'm not positive about that, but uh, I think if you if your if your remedy for the Yankees is we got to get more bunting involved. Bunting for who? They got no hits. <laughs> what did they have last night? Four hits? Five hits? I agree. Things need to change. I would prefer they get back to how they were playing earlier in the season. That I would go if I was going to start, you know, suggesting things. Go back like that. And maybe hitting some home runs. And again, guys, I get it, right? Like, if you're, if you're stuck in your ways, you don't like new things. And I, there is a definite cross-section of people who are stuck in their ways and don't want to try new things, and baseball fans. But the analytics revolution, guys, is over. And your side lost. Every team, every successful team, uses analytics, is riding on the numbers. And I don't think, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm fairly confident the Yankees didn't change their approach from the beginning of the season where everything was great. Drawing comparisons to 98, they're winning games every single day to now. It's not like they said, you know what, let's go more in on analytics. I, I think it's just, it's this boogeyman that you guys don't know, really know what analytics are. Um and you just think, well, things are going wrong, so it must be that. Because, again, every successful team is using analytics. Now, you might say the Yankees aren't using the analytics properly. That might be true. Other teams are using the numbers and are dicer- uh, you know, um, deciphering the numbers and, and using those numbers more effectively. That's absolutely true. You can't really argue that. Other teams have done a better job of the business of baseball than the Yankees have, certainly for the last five years, if not more. But the, the problem is not using analytics. It's, it's how you're using the numbers. And right now, the Yankees are not doing a very good job of that. But I, much like I said before, I'd like to believe maybe they're not as good as they were in the beginning of the season. But they're certainly not this bad. They can't be. No, nobody's this bad. Nobody goes out. Every, the worst team in baseball will have a game where they score seven, eight runs. They're not going to score two or fewer runs every single solitary day. We know we have reached the point of of real crisis when the the arguments about analytics are back. Next thing you'll hear is that the Yankees, you know, you hit all these home runs. You can't hit home runs in the October. You can't hit home runs in the postseason. You're not going to be able... Despite the evidence, like despite we, the fact we have Google and you can go back, I think in last year, teams in the playoffs, just last year, the last time they actually had the playoffs in baseball, teams that won the home run battle won the game. I think it was there were 31 games in the postseason last year and teams were 27 and four when they hit more home runs than the other team. Use the Google. Yeah, use the Google. It's your friend. It's right there for you. And look, I'm sure people are using the Google. I would just say use it for something more pr- productive. Somewhat productive. I don't know what you're using it for, but it's not not what you think it is. Uh, Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my friend? Well, it's really good that you're back. And the next thing you're going to hear, I think I'm going to uh, semi-correct what you said. Here it comes. The next one or two calls, if they're on hold, then they won't do it. 
if George was here. Oh, that's another very popular one. Yes, if George were here. Yeah, that's like that's like what you do with Larry at night about what the Boone speak. First of all, Boone's starting to lose it. Here's two things I have to tell you. And again, great to have you back, Miss here, Miss. I'm glad you got some time down downtime. It, it, it can't be the worst loss ever. I know I'm dating myself. 1964, Philadelphia was in front, and they lost their last 10 games. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. that's as bad as it gets. I guess well, look, there's that. still time, Spike. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they keep playing that. like this, there's a possibility of losing 10 games in a row. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Two, two things really flummox me. I, I, I'm looking for an answer, and you guys are the experts, so to speak, and you on the Yankees especially. I can't get over how many times they're getting shut out. I mean, uh, someone's going to say, get hit by a pitch, start a fight, turn the table, uh, the, the, the food table over. They're just psyched out. You see it. What do they say? You squeeze the bat, the sawdust comes off. The trades they made, listen, they're still in front. That's the weirdest thing of all. I mean, the group of teams behind them, Toronto, Baltimore is a big surprise, and uh, Tampa, you know, I'm down in this area, and uh, Tampa, no one's winning. I mean, they're very lucky. Uh, you know, in a normal year, they have a one or two-game lead. I think you'd agree with me, but I'll leave you with this. The team, Stanton hurt a lot. Not an excuse. Maybe they would have won a game or two. Judge, obviously, I love people. Judges are the slump. Well, they're not pitching to him. I mean, would you pitch to Judge now? No, I mean they shouldn't have been doing that anyway, right? Even when even when Stanton is there, they probably shouldn't be. You know, the guy's the MVP of the league. You shouldn't be pitching to him. Well, especially the way the calls are. You know, I said to someone yesterday, I said, uh, you know, uh, you go to an event and you say it could always be worse, it could always be worse, and then you come back and you're refreshed until the next bad Angel Hernandez low call on Judge. You know, there's something you're going to get mad at. Just got to look at it like this. You really, I, I have no confidence in Cole. That's for sure. Just none. Yep. That looks like a bad deal going down. But uh, you know, and then you got the crap from the other side of town. I'm, I'm, I don't mind the Mets. I don't want the Mets to lose. But they have what the Yankees need, and they have two of them. You know, and that's what stops these streaks. Yeah, I mean, Spike, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, look, Mets have always been primarily built on starting pitching, and now they have two of the best all time uh, doing at, at, and, and performing at, to a certain degree, their highest levels of all time. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great to have. But, you know, look, the Yankees have plenty of, thi- they have plenty of, uh, of, of talent. And, again, they still have an eight-game lead in the division. It's not – you know, it's, they're not the Dodgers with what it was the Dodgers lead, like 20 games over the Padres or something like that. Um, but it's still a pretty sizable lead. And I would I think that there's a difference between how they're playing right now and what you think of the overall arc of the season, because it does kind of seem like they need something to get them sparked again. They seem uh, a little gassed right now. Now, I don't think that this is the way they're going to play, like the way they've played over these last two weeks. I think that that's eventually going to to um, to, to, to end, that that slump is going to end. But And that has to be the primary concern right now. Start winning some actual games. Like, I can't worry about October at this point when the house is on fire, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be worrying about making the beds when the house is on fire. So, And, and right now the Yankees' house is, a, you know, He's got some smoke going on. The fire alarms are going off. They need to start winning some games because if they have another two weeks like the last two weeks that they've had, well, it doesn't really matter. Aaron Boone's point is right. It doesn't really matter what the lead is because no matter what that lead is, if you keep playing like this, no lead is safe. No lead is safe. 
Joe is in Massapequa. Joe, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Well, I know I had a disappointing Friday between my Massapequa Coast team getting mercyed and the Yankees losing. But, uh, no. I remember, I think it was 99 out of 2000. They lost like 17 out of 20. They won the division 2000. with 89 games and turned it on. Yeah. It's a different team. I mean, you don't yeah, have to absolutely. have a G to there. But, I mean, are they not putting the pedal to the metal because they had a lead or just they, there's no fire in this team. They don't play small ball. They don't bunt. They don't steal. Make things happen. They don't do this. Guys yeah, but they're crazy. not built, Joe. They're not built to bunt and steal and do all those things. I mean, they're they're primarily it, it, yes, they do it on at times and they'll do it at times. You know, the one the the game that they have with Kiner Falefa right. bunting and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean right. that'll happen at times, but they're 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 primarily built on hitting home runs and they're not hitting any home runs right now. I mean, that's you know well, that, gonna that's ask, the real issue. You're not going to ask Rizzo. You're not going to ask Rizzo to bunt. If IKF is up there or Trevino's up there, or but even for who? Uh, they're not getting any hits, Joe. Nobody's on base. No, but if the, there is a – I mean, I was at a game last week. Then first and third, one out. Icaf was on first. Hicks was up. They didn't steal second. It was down a run. Another inning, Locastro was running on first. Didn't steal. And two pass balls would have scored him if he was on second base. This, this, you got you got to manufacture – if you're not hitting, you got to try to manufacture something. you gotta, you got to do something. Well, look, Joe, run, I, you I appreciate – yeah, I appreciate the phone call. If the Yankees are not going to hit home runs, they're kind of doomed. Uh, I hate to, like, you know, doomed to fail. Like, if they're not going to hit home runs at a big clip, they are pretty much doomed. They are not, they are, the Yankees are not built to kind of rejigger the lineup here uh, in a way that makes them a completely different team when the players on the team are the same players. Uh, it's not about bunting and small ball and, and, and stealing bases. It's about getting back to hitting the ball with authority, scoring some runs. And look, you can mix that in at some points, right, when other things are working. But when you got four or five hits in a game and, and, it, and, uh, and the lineup is filled with outs, why would you be giving away outs? <laughs> Trust me, they're giving away plenty of outs with the bats they're having. They shouldn't be giving away any more outs with bunts and sacrifices. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. It's been a delightful first hour. Can we talk some football? Can we talk some bass? Anything but talking more about the dreadful, unwatchable New York Yankees. So we'll talk about the Mets a little bit coming up next. It's Gordon Damer in for Dave. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.